You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Where you go, Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with Ben King to talk about spring practice because it's talking season, guys. Let's get talking about some practice and football. Ben, how you doing? You talking practice? Practice. We're talking practice. 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 Woo! It's practice Spring time. practice. And uh, we get to see some uh, early signees. And uh, it's been exciting to hear uh, little bits of news. And I feel like maybe we're seeing, uh, I don't know, maybe the media is getting more, I feel like they're getting more viewing time uh, this season of practices, which is, I think is kind of neat. Um, well, they're opening it up because majority of them want to go all over the u.s to watch basketball yeah yeah i mean uh, got gotta get the football news too guys well yeah there there is football you know we are a football school after all <laughs> we can win both national championships this year and still be a football school yeah i mean okay so no disrespect to people saying we're basketball school i think we're far from a basketball school but i think we're we're getting think- there we are the best basketball team in the nation at a football school. Fair. Absolutely. 100% agree to that. And, uh, I mean, I no disrespect to that. I think Bruce is getting us to be more of a basketball school. When I think, when I think of it, a basketball school, I think of somebody that has been there over and over and over. Um, and I'm talking about the NCAA tournament. And I don't think we're necessarily there yet. Uh, yeah, just get ready. This is the start. Because there was even one guy. Okay, so I was uh, yesterday, uh, which was uh, Sunday afternoon after we made it to the Final Four. I was wearing my Auburn sweatshirt, went into Publix, and this guy was like, Auburn made it to the Final Four. I didn't even know Auburn had a basketball team until this year. And I was like, what are you? What, what a fool. Like, where have you been? <laughs> but that that's just kind of my point. Like, Auburn doesn't. Probably an Uga. People don't think too much about Auburn as a basketball school. Yeah, Uggas are dumb. Yeah, it was weird. Anyways. Uh, Dude, I also <laughs> went to Publix wearing my Auburn sweatshirt. And I had half a dozen War Eagles. And literally a dozen people came up to me and were like, dude, what a game. And they wanted just to talk awesome. basketball. That's awesome. And I was like, man, I need to get my chips. But War Eagle, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, the funny thing is, so I was going to Publix because I was in the area and stupid ads, stupid ads, but this stupid orange vanilla Coke kept playing Dude, over and over and over. And I was like, it looks so good. I got to have some. How was it? All right. Did, uh, you, did you get one? I got one. I got one right here. You can hear the bubbles? Maybe not. Right there. It's so I good. I can hear you drinking it. It's good. It's good. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, it really is. I heard it tastes like a Coke creamsicle. That's, uh, no, I was actually going to say an orange creamsicle with a little uh, fizz from the Coke. Like, if you've ever had a vanilla Coke and then you add in a creamsicle, melt the creamsicle in the Coke, that's what you're going to get. And it, it's, it may sound a little gross, but I promise you it is delicious and it's actually kind of refreshing. Uh, so... so so they all their advertising will pay off, you're saying? I think so. I mean, it was. I think it's pretty fantastic. I mean, the fact that orange is in the Coke just is a predestination of Auburn being the national champion. Yep, agreed. Agreed. 
Once we beat UVA and knock out the other orange. Yeah, we got to knock out the other orange. I mean, really, okay, you're from Virginia, Ben, or at least lived there for a while. I I had to spend purgatory there for eight years. <laughs> I was born in Auburn. Okay, okay. I'm a third generation. Good. I lived in Huntsville for... I, I spent more time living in Alabama than I have anywhere else, collectively. Yeah. In three cities. Well, so uh, well, don't you dare say I'm from Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> I I lived in that that wannabe called South State. Yeah. Well, what what do you think of the game? I mean, not to get into any details, but like really with Virginia being from Virginia, how do you feel about some a number one seed like Virginia playing Auburn? Well, I think Virginia sucks, and that is a carryover from last season when they were the very first one seed to get beat by a number 16. Yeah. And I've heard everyone say, well, that's a great story. You know, Virginia, they, they're a redemption story. No, they're not. Did you watch their first game? They were terrible. Yeah. They almost lost to whoever the heck they played this year. Yeah, I had like, three, I was like, oh, they're going to repeat. Well, I had three of my friends text me. Hey, Virginia's losing in the first half. And it wasn't by like yeah. a few points. It was like, it was bad. Double digits. They were down by like, yeah. And so, I'm looking at that and I'm like, typical UVA. Yeah. You know, you can't you can't deliver when it comes time to play ball. Mm-hmm. Same thing with football. Heck, they had the chance to beat Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech had the worst team they've had in more than a decade this year. And UVA still figured a way to screw it up in football. <laughs> and you know what? That's exactly how they're gonna be in basketball because we're gonna come down, Jared Harbour's gonna throw the ball straight in the face of whoever the top person is, and they're all gonna crumble. And we're gonna win by twenty points. Twenty points. Yeah. Pretty pretty stunning. But hey, considering what we did against North Carolina, who's another number one seed, uh, they're actually a that. good team. Yeah, and we just made them look like a fool. Anyways, Kentucky's better than UVA. UNC is better than UVA. Kansas is better than UVA. I dare say New Mexico <laughs> State is better than UVA. <laughs> I think that so, I think Virginia's thirty plus wins are gonna speak to they're not as they're, they're better, but no, they're not a pushover. I'm not saying they play in the ACC, so I mean, <laughs> but so does Carolina and Duke. Yeah. So you know, whatever. Uh, we did lose to NC State. I have to remember that. Yeah. However, Auburn's on fire. We've got the spirit predestined by Orange Vanilla Coke. Yes, absolutely agreed. Let's go to the championship let's, game. Let's do it. And I'm ready. Head to Auburn to go roll, roll some uh, tears yeah, out. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle, gas up the truck. Yeah. Come and pick up AJ and myself. Let's do it. You have little faith. ATL to AUB. And you know what? After we beat down UVA, I really want Texas Tech to beat Michigan State because I don't want to have to play Michigan State. Uh-huh. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Though Texas Tech being a hot hot team i mean it's gonna be two hot schools against each other yeah but texas tech plays like our ball yeah and you know texas tech would have to keep up with us uh yeah Yeah, that's so true all right let's turn anyway this is a football (laughs) podcast so let's get back (laughs) we're not on the inside of the jungle podcast but no if you want to go listen uh i'm pretty sure it's already out but their analysis of uh, uh our season so far uh, or at least the NCA tournament so far, that's what I'm at, um, is out on our podcast. So go listen to that for more in-depth conversation. Uh, but, yeah, let's talk about spring practice for football because uh, 
there honestly, like we said before, there's not a whole bunch of news out, but that's because the focus has been on Auburn basketball and rightly so. I think Auburn basketball is doing something incredible. Uh, and in the background, Auburn football is doing things. Uh, it just may not have been as reported as previous seasons have been. Uh, so you're probably not hearing the storylines like you normally would, uh, mostly because Auburn and previous seasons haven't made it this far ever. Um, so that makes it uh, uh, kind of challenging to figure out what's going on behind the curtain. Um, but we, we have found out a few things, um, and we're going to talk about those. So yeah, we're here for you. We're here for you, fans. Yeah, I had to do some good. We're going to let you know the inside scoop. Yeah, and I had to do some good digging for this. Um, but I mean, there's there's a lot that Gus is trying to do, um, especially with new coaches coming in. Uh, yeah, and Gus we even have a, a reporter on the inside, a little Richardson, <laughs> shall we say? That's true. My little sister is uh, in a, a pretty small class at Auburn. Um, with a couple of the football players so i think it's pretty exciting uh she not just like you know the big old auditorium ones but like an english 101 type class so it's pretty neat get to hear a little bit of uh what those guys personalities are like um the inside inside scoop yeah touch that beat writers (laughs) yeah um so auburn has less than two weeks until a day um on april 13th uh so we're getting really pumped up uh slowly but surely uh to actually seeing um auburn play in jordan hair uh this is going to be uh interesting uh spring practice especially at a day because i know one of the biggest topics is going to be well how are these quarterbacks faring out Uh, because right now it's you got four quarterbacks just duking it out trying to figure out who's going to be the quarterback um I'm starting to think that that we need to narrow it down a little bit um, to figure out after the spring who our official quarterback is going to be because uh, you can't really be rotating in four quarterbacks at our number one spot. You just can't Please do that no. for very long. Not not again. Yeah. Uh, let's put ourselves into Gus's uh, seat just for a minute. So Gus Mail's on, being on the hot seat towards the end of last season. Uh, people – calling for a renegotiation of his contract and all of this mumbo jumbo that obviously didn't end up happening. Uh, and yet Gus pulled in a pretty great recruiting class considering all the situations ended up with an 11, uh, number 11 recruiting class. If you're in Gus, Gus's spot, there's a lot riding on this season. What do you think are your main goals in spring practice uh, to get through for this team? So my number one is figure out our leadership. So who is going to lead offense and defense? And one of the main leaders on the offense is going to be your quarterback. Who's going to be under center? And so that's something that I'm really looking into. And, you know, you mentioned A-Day being two weeks away. I will go ahead and guarantee you that this A-Day will be 10 times better than last A-Day. Well, because last day was the worst day I've ever been to. Well, that was a weird one because Jared, he, he was just recovering from his shoulder surgery. Yep. And uh, we had Malik Willis, Joey Gatewood, and maybe one other quarterback like rotating. And offense was nothing. <laughs> like, yeah, if anything, it was, it was miserable to watch. 
Uh, and it was rainy and everything. The weather was bad. Yeah. So this year, I am so excited to see what happens at A-Day and, you know, who we put on. And I, I realize that A-Day is not telling because we're not going to show the world exactly what we yeah. have. And the defense I pretty mean, much knows what's coming. But yeah, you get Cam to... Newton threw three passes his A-Day. <laughs> yeah. So you got to remember we'll that. say that. Uh, but yet he became our starting quarterback for the whole season and became the Heisman. Uh, the the spring practice doesn't necessarily show exactly what's going to happen, but it does really start to show you that a lot of times the raw talent that there is on this team. Uh, I think one of the main things that I'm really looking forward to is uh, seeing how the running backs are going to fare out um, mm. because I want to see – uh, us get back to what we had done uh, for a very long time, which is have a very consistent a thousand yard rusher, if not multiple that were approaching that. And the last season we didn't get to that point. Uh, True. And I really want to see somebody really stand up and be that go-to person. And I think we know who it is. I mean, I think we do. And I really hope he stands up and stays healthy. <laughs> I just want Gus to name a starter. We he hasn't named a starter for the past two or three seasons. I mean, maybe technically it was Cam maybe Martin, more than that, but <laughs> no, we know that, how that worked out. I want him to name a real starter. I mean, sorry, Cam Martin. Yeah, maybe you can return punts. Maybe, maybe something like that. But you know what? You know where the running starts at? Starts at the line. Mm. And so I want to see the line get even better. Yeah, they they were getting getting to a point where they were doing well. Mm-hmm. But I would, you know what? I would say Gus should tie their legs together and have them walk shoulder to shoulder to class every day, <laughs> sit in five chairs right next to each other and move as a unit <laughs> walking down the halls. Get out of their way, boy. That would be so fantastic. This watch. is the O line. Not, not just a three legged race. Would that be like a seven legged race or something? A six legged race. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm not a math major, but it would. That's a, that's a lot be of legs. five guys. That's a lot of legs moving together. I guess it would be seven, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so that I think that would be very interesting to see um, what our offensive line is going to be doing. And I don't. Again, I don't know how telling you can be with uh, spring practice, but if it's any inclination of how they were doing at the end of 2018, I think we're moving in the right direction. Plus we have all five of our offensive linemen coming back, at least the, the main ones that were starting um, at the end of the season. And I think that's a critical thing uh, in just the unity, uh, but the all these, the quote-unquote gelling. Um, but there's got to be, and I've heard there are, um, a lot more, there's a lot more communication going on, um, hmm, which I think good. was very critical last season. Um, because I, there were so many times where you'd see just a blown coverage uh, from the offensive line and them not communicating who they have when a blitz is coming. And I really hope uh, we start to figure out those things um, come 2019 season. Gus, in his uh, press conference, uh, said that he's going to be returning to the hurry up, no huddle. Uh, do you really think he's going to be returning to the true hurry up, no huddle in 2019? Absolutely. And you know why? Because of this podcast. Okay. <laughs> I mean, no, but <laughs> I, uh, I fully expect him to c- 
come back and be Gus of old, like Gus of 2013, and, you know, do the little fingers and brrrr, and have a, a very quick offense that utilizes our talent of the players, moves uh, as a single unit, which will be great. Yeah. And opens up holes. I, I need some kind of, I need a proshy prosh. That's. Yeah, that's another thing I want to see who's gonna who's gonna fill that role. Yeah, because if we truly go to a hurry up no huddle where it's like run first and run fast, mm-hmm. then we need someone to blow open a hole. You know, hit 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 punt is not going to work in this type of situation. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I know that they're talking about doing a fullback by committee at least at this point, but I want to see somebody really step up. Uh, and I know somebody we identified a little bit last season. Uh, who was getting more and more play time uh, behind Chandler Cox was Spencer Nye, the fullback guy. And oh. he, I really want to see him do even better uh, this season and maybe really take on that full, full time as uh, the fullback. Uh, there are a lot of uh, battles going on. Uh, you got the quarterback battle, running back battle, and even I would say arguably the linebacker battle, considering mm. uh, three of our seniors linebackers uh, left the program because they graduated. So now you're stuck with guys that are uh, not as experienced. I mean, we definitely, because of our defensive rotations, they do have lots of uh, experience, but considering you can't really replace seniors, uh, you got to build some good unity there. Um, So I know there's some, some big talk about that. Um, but I think the number one one is quarterback battle. So let's jump into that one and uh, just start figuring out what we're thinking about quarterbacks. Um, so you have four quarterbacks that are uh, in a, their way a little bit special. Um, each one has their own gifts and abilities. And I think Gus realizes that he wants to shape the offense around one of those four. Uh, so you got Malik Willis. He's pretty quick, speedy guy. Uh, not very accurate um, when it comes to passing. Uh, so I think that's his biggest weakness. And uh, that may be probably, if anything, that may be his uh, biggest thing, especially with our very talented wide receivers. We don't want to just be giving them little short screen routes the whole time. You want to give them some more complex routes. I mean, it's that and also decision-making. Yeah. Because – whether to run or hand it off is something that you have to be, you know, pretty, I don't want to say, you have to make the right call when oh, you yeah. run our offense. Oh, yeah, and it's And if you don't, incredible. you end up losing yards every time. Yeah. And that happened quite often with Malik Willis, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, and you think back to last season when he gets brought in and uh, – there was one play where he was brought in and what does he do? He gets us a safety and you're like, really? Really? I think his first like five snaps were for negative yards. Yeah. So, I mean, as just the most, uh, I would say most experienced of all four of the quarterbacks, I mean, that's his only thing I think he has going for him. He's He's got that going. And experience being what? I, I'm going to say it's years on campus under Gus, but that's still kind of like, I don't know. I mean, does that really make him the best option? I mean, as we've discussed, I don't think so. So let's go on to the next one. Mr. Major League Baseball or Minor League Baseball, Cord Sandberg. 
the lefty. Um, what do you think of him? Is he a viable option uh, for quarterback? Uh, if we did not run the hurry up, no huddle, maybe. Okay. I mean, but we kind of did that a little bit last season. Did he play last season? No, obviously. Exactly. <laughs> so, no, I would say Cord can, uh, can sit the bench and learn to be a quarterback's coach or something. I mean, what? Maybe. Maybe he'll transfer. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hit on Cord. I'm sure he's fine. Yeah, and, and I think good for him. Well, he's Get such a degree. he's such a big enough guy. Um, I don't. Mo- I mean, maybe it's just because he's a lefty, but I see shades of Tim Tebow in him. Now, I don't know if that's actually true or anything, but he doesn't look anything like Tebow. You don't think so? He's a little bit stockier of a quarterback. I mean, Looking I think Cord so. Sandberg. Now. I think so. I mean, all right, you can you can think what you will. Okay. Um. All right, let's we move have on. Tebow on the team apparently. <laughs> That'd be awesome. And again, maybe that's just because he lefty. Doesn't look anything like. T- what are you talking about? <laughs> I think so. Guys, <laughs> listeners, go look up a picture of Cord Sandberg. <laughs> I mean, can compare him to Tebow. It's Tebow's like twice the size of this guy. Okay, I mean, that's fine. Okay, that's that's just my personal preference. All right. <laughs> uh, I like it. I like it. Okay. Um, and then the third option. Uh, is Joey Gatewood. And Joey Gatewood being a guy that we've had on campus now for a year. And uh, last season, I mean, if you remember back to 8A, not not the best of performances. Uh, Very disappointing. But he's had a year. And yep. I've also heard that Joey Gatewood, in this year, knowing that, at least last season, he knew he wasn't going to be the starting quarterback. There was no chance of that. So his mindset was a little bit different. This year, he has a little bit more different mindset because he knows the option of being the starting quarterback is a legitimate thing. And uh, I've heard that's made a positive move for him, thinking that he needs to be way more detailed in what he's doing. Um, And maybe that'll help out with the quarterback battle. What do you think of uh, Mr. Joey Gatewood? Six foot five, 237. I think the size is what speaks for Joey. Uh, I haven't seen him play, and I was really hoping he would play some last season, but we we never saw it. Uh, you know, if he's making big strides, that's great. I wish he had come to campus on the site of earning the starting spot instead of whatever he was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looked really bad in A-Day, and I know A-Day is just a scrimmage and whatever, but I can't even describe how bad our quarterback situation behind Jarrett looked. So I'm sure a year is a long time to improve. And Joey coming in was a great player in high school. I just, man, he he could totally run this offense. And if we're running a hurry up, no huddle, he has the size and the movement to be able to do that. Yeah. Will he? I don't know, man. I I haven't seen him play. Yeah. I want to, I want to see him not only run the ball, and he, I almost would want us to make him live in A-Day. I would like to be able to see him yeah. be mobile. Because last A-Day, he tried to run a few times. Mm-hmm. And, of course, quarterbacks can't. And so as soon as they get touched, they're down. Yep. Or anybody just within made terrible. a yard or two of him. They don't even have to touch him. <laughs> That's the kind of way it is for A-Day. But yeah. it, it's... I'd, I'd put a flag on him, right? And then make him live. Sure. And then tell the tell the rest of the team, hey, for the quarterback, 
pull his flag off. <laughs> that would be that. That could be a. But if you medium. can't get to his flag, don't hit him. Yeah, obviously. But that's how you tackle this guy. Yeah, and I think that'd be fine. Sure. Because the way we do it today is terrible, and I want to see Joey prove himself. Yeah, and one of the things that uh, I haven't mentioned yet, but in spring practice, or at least in the scrimmages, they have been uh, putting our quarterbacks live. Um, and I think that's a – we hadn't done that in a couple of years previous just because we pretty much knew Jared Stidham was going to be our quarterback. Uh, and we didn't need the separation. But I think mm-hmm. they needed the separation to see some separation of these four options. Uh, and what better way to do that than – four to seven guys running at your face um on defense and man uh, that that really that I mean that really makes somebody really start to figure out who we actually have um at quarterback uh the last guy that we have is uh obviously Bo Nix um he's our new upcoming shiny guy that everybody's talking about he's just like the coolest guy ever and we're hoping he's going to be the quarterback he looks extremely sharp. I mean, you look at his throwing, and you're thinking, "Man, this guy could really throw the ball he can around." Ball, um, and it proved. I mean, it's it's he's a proven athlete. Um, at least when it comes to high school, he has two state titles, has over ten thousand yards passing, one hundred and twenty-seven touchdowns. Uh, he it's insane. He won Alabama's Mister Football. Hope he doesn't turn out like Jeremy Johnson. Don't even mention <laughs> Jeremy Johnson in the same sentence as Bo Nix. I just love triggering you. That's what fantastic. are you doing? <laughs> no. So, you know, you look at Bo Nix. His last game as a quarterback in high school was uh, for a championship in Jordan-Hare. Yeah. So right there, you know, I think I'm not pumping rainbows at Bo Nix's butt or whatever, but I think he's going to be the man to beat. And... Maybe that sucks for the guys who, you know, have been waiting behind Jarrett. But I just saw Clemson last year take a freshman who was an all-star in high school and go win a national title over Alabama. Yep. And I think we could have the same type of situation here with Bo Nix. He's just a fantastic player coming from a legacy where his dad, Pat Nix, was killing it as a quarterback at Auburn. So to, to have that that legacy player who's already an all-star quarterback come in as a freshman fighting in the mix for the quarterback spot. Like it, it really depends on the way Gus wants to run this offense. Well, and and of course Gus is going to make the final decision. And I hope he, he bases it off of what is the ceiling of these players in their, in this upcoming season me too like not just more like not just oh does this guy have experience because as we discussed who has the most experience malik willis and we don't trust him to run the offense in its entirety uh even though he's got two full years under gus malzahn and i wouldn't trust malik to be a special teams guy (laughs) wow (laughs) wow (laughs) wow okay i mean sorry like Make better decisions. Yeah, agreed. So, you know, I, I, for whatever reason, and this is this is just me, think it's the Bonex dynasty starting this year, and uh, that's that's my thought going in. Please, someone else, step up and prove me wrong. Yeah, and uh, the way I'm I'm thinking about it is similar to you with 
Georgia from a few seasons back with uh, Jake Fromm, true freshman coming in. Jake Fromm State Farm? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Him. And, uh, yeah, khakis. And him not doing a whole bunch for Georgia. As far as, the, the, you know, you're, you're seeing the flashy quarterback. He did what he needed to. And I think if we are really, like you're, what you're saying, we need to, if, if we go with Bo Nix, we need to go with him from day one and get this rolling. Um, give him basic plays uh, that he feels comfortable doing. And then as he progresses, not maybe not even at the end of the season, but come his sophomore season, start adding in some really fun passing plays uh, that we see the flashes of talent that Bo Nix has. But don't well, you know, don't give him too much he can't handle because we, that's what happened to Jerry Johnson. Had too much in his hands and just couldn't handle it. I'd say just develop your playbook. Gus is always writing new plays and everything. Oh, yeah. Work with Patrick Nix, develop your playbook to what he ran in high school, and run those plays. That would be pretty neat. Bo Nix won two state titles using that system. Yeah. So Gus, as the offensive coordinator, can meld his system into the abilities of his players. Yeah. And they didn't run something too dissimilar. Yeah. It's the same type of uh, hurry up and spread the ball. Yeah. So we can just do that. Yeah. And even now we've got Kenny Dillingham as our uh, offensive coordinator. Dilly Dilly. That's right. And he brings a whole set of new... Offensive coordinator? More like quarterback's coach, I I guess, right? I mean, I guess he's he's technically co-offensive coordinator, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, uh, nice little title there. Yeah, I know, right? It's more title, but still, hey, he's whatever. Pay him yeah, the big bucks. Whatever. Coach up our quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the key, and I, for him, because we absolutely need the quarterbacks to be developed. Um, we can't have what happened last season with. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's arguably. I mean, I think it's pretty definitive. A regression of Jared Stidham. Um, we can't have that. We got to keep building on um, what these new guys are bringing in. Um, so you, you got to make progress throughout the season. Agreed. Uh, let's talk a little bit about running backs because that's the other battle that's going on. Uh, we've got our new coach at running back, uh, Cadillac Williams, and uh, he's got a pretty good lineup of guys uh Bowie whitlow cam martin um leek miller uh sean shivers is uh not gonna be able to practice uh during spring because he and anthony schwartz are both focusing on track but he's got a few new guys even harold Jorner. um he's 6'4 214 as a man. freshman um oh man he's a pretty hefty looking guy um i don't know if they're completely settled on him uh, at running back, he might be kind of like a slot receiver. I don't know if they figured out what they're going to use him for. He but, might be huge. I mean, that that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that is huge. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty awesome to have um, a new guy like that coming on there. Uh, but what, what are you feeling as far as running backs? I, I know we alluded to it earlier, but who are you feeling like are, uh, who's taking the lead um, and who will take the lead? For the 2019 season for running backs well uh just like all last season booby's the man and i expect him to be the number one but you know harold joiner if we can use him he is huge yeah, yeah. <laughs> imagine the one-two punch booby whitlow and harold joiner mm. along with some uh, malik miller on the goal line mm-hmm. mr bowling ball yeah 
And then Cam Martin, he can uh, he can retrieve punts or whatever. <laughs> Man, and then disrespecting the senior running back. You know what? Prove me wrong, Cam Martin. <laughs> you haven't yet. Yeah, he really hasn't. Sean Shivers can run around the side, and then Anthony Schwartz can go deep. Yeah. Gosh, that would. Yeah, I, I mean, would love that. Think about uh, when we had Cadillac as a player. I mean, what what was special about that season? Uh. Well, he was awesome for one. Well, yeah. <laughs> he had Ronnie Brown. Yeah. So it was a one two punch. Yeah. Uh Cadillac was a more finesse. Ronnie Brown was a downhill runner. So maybe Booby can be more finesse. A Harold Joyner could be a downhill runner. Malik Miller already is a downhill runner. Yeah, that's true. So maybe something like that. Uh, dude, we could have four really good running backs, depending on how this all shakes out. Yeah, very much. And then Cam Art and Kendra Tree punts, so that's great for him too. <laughs> All right, buddy. <laughs> uh, let's talk about wide receivers. Um, I don't think there's really any discussion about uh, who our main running or wide receivers are going to be. But I think one of the things that we need to start thinking about is how are we going to work back then the guys like Eli Stoke and Will Hastings, uh, who didn't. I mean, I guess you could say Will Hastings played a little bit last season, but really didn't. Because I never saw him catch ACL. a ball. Exactly. So how are you going to work these guys back into the offense uh, in a way that they're used uh, to benefit this team? Because Eli Stove, if you remember back, he was the speed sweep, fantastic speed sweep guy that we had. And now we, we figured out we have Schwartz. So what are you thinking even with Eli Stove? Where do you think he's going to fit into this offense? Gosh, I don't know. That's uh, You can trade the two off. You can still have him do his old old type of job. I don't know if he can be more of like the... Uh, huh. You tell me where you'd fit him. I don't know where he'd fit Eli Stove. It, it also depends on you know how he's doing. Yeah. Because after you come back from an injury, it's, it's you're not, not good. Yeah, you're not usually the, the same guy that you were. Yeah, and, so maybe, maybe it'll be for the better, you know? He yeah. can change up where he goes. It won't have to necessarily be the role he was before. Well, and you've seen guys that have uh, had injuries. I mean, you think of knee injuries in the past, like Jamel Dean, and he's had three knee yeah. injuries. And look yeah, at him good. now. He, he's going to be somebody who will make an impact uh, in the NFL in the secondary. Gosh, we need a deep guy. Could Eli run that type of route? I don't. I think he's a little. I mean, I think he's a little bit smaller. So I'd almost leave that up for uh, Seth Williams. Uh, Matthew Hill, oh, yeah. uh, somebody like that that's got a little bit more length. Um, I don't know. I'd want to put Seth Williams anywhere, though. He can catch the ball regardless of where he is. That's true. That's true. He can catch it backwards. Yeah. So, like, I don't I don't know where to fit Eli Stove. Um, it probably is just going to be a figure it out. Let's see what he can do. Um, because in practices, they, they've gotten some video on him. He looks pretty fluid. Like, he, he, he's not super affected by it. He still has the brace on his knee uh, for precautionary reasons. I don't. I, I want to see him do some different things um, other than what we used to just think of him as the speed sweep guy and, and see what he can do. So, I don't know. Um, I think one of the biggest impacts for wide receiver is going to have Will Hastings back. Um Yeah. And that honestly might have been the number one reason for uh, Jarrett Stidham almost having a huge drop-off of what we were expecting. Because Will Hastings in 2017 was the dump ball, uh, get it out as quick as possible if the the rush is coming at him, 
And uh, we didn't have that last season with Will Hastings um, because he was out. And uh, I think that was much needed uh, last season, but we just didn't have him. Um, so I hope him coming back is a big boost to this wide receiver core. Uh, and I think he'll be ready to go. I mean, right now in the spring, he's not practicing, but uh, it sounds like, I mean, I've seen him practice. He's not doing anything full steam at all, but he's he's running some very basic routes, not necessarily at 100%, but, you know, it's 70% or so. And, uh, you know, come September, he, he might be ready to go fully. Uh, just wanted to like mention a few things, uh, about wide receivers. Um, just some few names that, that we haven't really talked about last season. Uh, Shedrick Jackson, uh, Bo Jackson's nephew. Uh, he, Big shoes. I, I think as a sophomore now, he's going to see a lot more action in 2019. Um, so Shedrick Jackson, keep your eye out on him. Um, he's, he's going to make some moves, um, on this wide receiver core. Uh, Sal Candela. So last season, uh, I feel like he was kind of like the hit or miss kind of guy. Wouldn't get a, too many catches or even targets. Um, but I'm, I'm really hoping he, this is the breakout season for him. Uh, I want more touchdowns like he did against Washington. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because he's a big guy. Like you look at him even compared to our other wide receivers and he's got the height and he's got uh, the vertical to get up. Um, and grab some balls out of thin air. Uh, another one to keep your eye out on, Matthew Hill. Uh, he's a redshirt freshman. Uh, again, I want to see more out of him um, because we saw, I think he played maybe one or two games, but we still preserved his redshirt. Um, I think we, the whole goal was to keep him as a redshirt freshman um, because I, I think we had enough wide receivers last season uh, to not really need him. Um, at least for more than the little bit that we saw. Uh, so another one, and I thought this was kind of interesting. Did you know that we have a Cameron Payne on our team? Not until tonight. <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking, well, I saw it on the roster and I was thinking for some reason he slipped through the cracks of, I don't remember this guy becoming on our team. Maybe he's a transfer or something. Um, but kind of made me think of Cameron Artis Payne, um, when he had him, but this Cameron Payne is a sophomore. He's 6'2", um, and he's going to be a wide receiver. So, I don't know. Just kind of throwing that out there. thought that was kind of neat. He's uh, CP instead of CAP. That's true. That's true. like it. Um, <laughs> all right. So, we've talked about offensive line. We need to see what they can do. Um, are you feeling confident about offensive line this season? Because um, that was the number one thing from 2018 that I think everybody – realized was the issue um minus just jared getting inside his own head i feel like i feel better about the o-line this year than i have the past two years and so the fact that we have a lot of guys returning you know all the starters that we had last season it, it we should be much more of a unit it gives me a lot of confidence in the fact that we should be able to block efficiently now after a full year under our belt where everyone's had a more established position versus just throwing people all over the place and trying to figure out what fits yeah, and not really having a set lineup. I feel, I feel pretty good that the offensive line will be able to deliver this year versus how they've been in the past. Okay. So put it in like a percentage. If, like how confident are you with this offensive line uh, 
being able to perform and get this offense because I think what one of the biggest issues was the offense didn't offensive line didn't give the quarterback enough time, which uh, pretty much meant the defense could pretty much go after our quarterback. Like yeah. how how confident and zero to a hundred percent are you that our offense uh, offensive line can get it together? I'd say as far as their preparation and their preparedness, I'd say they're about eighty five percent of the way there. Okay. So I feel same confidence level that they can get it done, which is fairly high. You know, that's yeah, that's a B. Yeah, and that's about where they left off last season. Yeah. The the game against Purdue, and then of course this is Purdue, so their defense isn't that great. But yeah, they performed exceptionally well against Purdue. Mm-hmm. And that was coming off of playing Alabama, who's one of you know them and Georgia, two of the best teams in the nation year in and year out. So. I'd say about there, but they could easily get up to, you know, ninety ninety five sure. before the season starts without any issue. Yeah. And uh I'm I'm getting more up there. I'm a little bit lower, probably like at seventy five percent. But I think as things progress and uh once I get my eyes on the guys at A Day, uh I think that might raise it a little bit more. Um All right, let's break it up and talk about special teams now. Uh there's a couple key players um, that are no longer going to be on special teams uh, that we need to replace. And I think one of the biggest ones is punt returner. And uh, Ryan Davis will no longer uh, be getting some punts. He's heading to the NFL. Uh, Who do you think is going to be replacing Ryan Davis? Cam Martin. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I I haven't heard that name thrown around. Okay. I I don't want him as a running back. But you trust him fielding punts? Put your hand up, boy. Fair <laughs> catch it. All you got to do is look it in. But but the fun of being a punt returner is you get the big return. No. You, don't, no. you don't want that? Come look on. it in. Come on. Come on. Unless you're unless you're pinned back in the five and then you just let it bounce. Well, yeah. Look it in. I'm, I'm going to counter you and be... Good. Uh, I, I, think, <laughs> I think there's going to be another guy and... Uh, it might honestly be somebody that we haven't really heard too much of. Um, I think it might even be Matthew Hill. Um, I feel like Gus likes to put uh, guys who are trusty, but may not necessarily have uh, as big of a role on any other position um, on offense or defense. And at least at this point, Matthew Hill kind of fits in that category um, mm. where I think he might develop into being our punt returner. Uh, just my hunch right now, um, based on, uh, I don't know, just like seeing what kind of talent he could be, uh, he what he was in high school, I think he could fill that gap um, and be a good punt returner that's very stable, um, will be able to catch uh, all of the punts that are punted to him. Um, and being a quick guy, I think he could potentially uh, get a few breakout uh, punt returns. Uh, there's no real change uh, for punter or a kicker. Um, obviously, we got Australian Aaron at punter and then uh, Mr. Anders Carlson at kicker. Uh, no big changes there. Uh, so expect, hopefully, um, some better uh, kicking from Anders. Uh, hopefully, we won't have to put him in as many situations uh, like we did last season uh, where offense stalled out 
and we put him in there to knock down 50 plus yarders and uh as a freshman uh, i don't think that's the best place to put the guy but nope uh hopefully that improves true uh on the defensive side of the ball um there's there's some pretty key things that are happening uh we mentioned it three linebackers are no longer on auburn's team uh because of graduating and moving on to the nfl uh deshaun davis big man deshaun davis leader of the defense daryl williams and montavious atkinson all three of those big linebackers uh have been leaders on the team and uh there's a there's a pretty big gap there um but i'm hearing that uh kj brett uh he's a junior and for the last two years uh he's gotten some good play time it's not anything super crazy um but he's he's looking to be the guy that fills in that gap and was even deshaun davis's understudy um in a way he's been the the secondary guy right under deshaun davis and we know how big of an impact deshaun davis made uh and i think kj Britt uh this next season um it sounds like i mean i don't know if it's for sure but it sounds like he's um already won the position um at linebacker um and being the quarterback in a way of the defense uh another couple names uh to throw out there uh that you might not have heard about uh that i think might honestly step in at linebacker so number one zacoby mr zacoby mclean um zacoby yeah and uh he's gonna be uh he's been an outside linebacker in high school um so we'll see what he can do um even played uh, in all 13 of our games last season, even though, I mean, I don't remember him uh, doing really anything. Um, but I, <laughs> that doesn't mean that he, he wasn't there. Um, well, we, uh, we rotated players a lot. So the majority of the defense should at least have some experience under the belt, even if they weren't, you know, all stars last season. But yeah. you're right. I don't remember ever calling Zacoby McLean's name. Because I feel like that's a pretty neat name, Zacoby. Zacoby. I don't remember ever yelling that out or hearing it on the loudspeakers. Um, but the the thing, and KJ Britt's been pretty big on this guy. Um, I feel like there's some brotherly bond going there with Zacoby and KJ Britt, uh, making me think Zacoby might be another one of the linebackers that's on the core linebacker team with KJ Britt. Um, and then we've also got a new incomer. Um, you're not going to see him, uh, right now, uh, we're in a day, but, uh, I think he might make a pretty big impact is a new one of our guys that, uh, signed on the regular signing day. Um, Octavian OC brothers. Uh, he's a big six, two guy, two thirty, um, big old guy. And, uh, I think he, he can make an impact, uh, on this team. Well, yeah, this Senior year, he had 99 tackles and five interceptions. That's pretty cool. Which we talked about this a little bit last week. Yeah. But for a linebacker to get that many interceptions, he has to be able to line up and then roll into coverage. That's that's a perfect type of outside linebacker if we need to fill a hole. you know, Seems like he's got a pretty impressive resume coming in. Yeah. And, and he might be a guy that uh, when he comes in uh, this summer – really starting to work him in. Um, I, I, I don't know. Maybe we work him in and uh, 
see what he can do. Um, because there's going to be a little bit of a need, um, even though the depth, just because of us rotating guys last season, I don't think it's going to be too great of a need for the linebacker core. For our secondary, we've got a new DB coach, uh, Wesley McGriff. And uh, I've heard that uh, these three seniors, I mean, these are pretty renowned seniors. Uh, you say their names and people will at least kind of know their names, which is pretty impressive for a secondary type guy. Um, we've got three seniors, uh, Javaris Davis, uh, Daniel Thomas, and Jeremiah Denson. Uh, and I'm pretty excited about all three of them. Uh Showing that last season with our lack of depth at defensive back, um, hey, we can still we can still hang with people, um, and uh, I think that's definitely going to prove uh, to be very important this season uh, that we have a solid DB core. Uh, we've also got Devin Barrett, um, and we didn't hear too much about him last season, mostly because uh, he had switched from tailback to cornerback last season, so he was still trying to transitioned into that new role in the secondary uh but from what i'm hearing and it makes sense he's getting a better he's getting better feet under him understanding what he needs to do at cornerback because me being a quarterback ben you've been a quarterback before it, it really is it's hard to like transition your mindset from being on offense um to going to play defense Especially from a running back to a cornerback role. Because at least if you're a wide receiver, mm-hmm. it's just the opposite side. Yeah. If you're true. a running back, that's it's so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not and- only do you have to you know, change from finding holes to running routes, but you have to be the guy keeping up with the person running routes, running backwards. Yeah, true. It's way different. Yeah. And it's good to hear that he's finally getting his feet under him. Um, and figuring out what a DB does, um, especially at the collegiate level, because even when he came to Auburn, I don't think he had even on his radar uh, playing as a DB or even on the defensive side of the ball. So it's been a big transition for him over the last uh, year or so. Um, and I think now with a year under his belt, he's going to be much better uh, and hopefully make a really awesome impact um, in the secondary. Yeah, you have to be quick and athletic, and to be able to show the type of athlete he is to move that position, that's pretty special. That's true. Uh, so for tr- defensive line, we're here pretty stacked. Um, we have Derek Brown, big boy, Marlon Davidson, another big boy, and the one that I'm still kind of shocked that he ended up staying, and I'm super glad he did, Nick Coe. Uh, the biggest boy. Yeah, the biggest boy. Uh, <laughs> how are you feeling about defensive line this season? I think whoever we play should be scared. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're facing NFL-type talent, uh, especially with Nick Coe. Uh, and that's – man, that would be scary. Um, I just hope with our defensive line this year, I felt like we didn't have that go-to guy on third down. We we look to that guy and say, he's going to get the quarterback. I felt like we, did, we haven't had a guy like that since probably Jeff Holland. Um so we, we need somebody like that to step in there and really be our impact player. Uh, ben, anything else that you wanted to talk about um, with spring practice? Uh, talking about practice, man. Practice, man. I'm getting I'm getting excited about a day. Yeah, there's a that'll be a fun time because uh, I mean, anytime I get to see for an extended amount of time, I mean, even these you know ten minute long videos that are out on YouTube. 
it, it gets me excited to see these guys in action uh, because each one you can tell they're ready to play. And uh, I think it, it says a lot that guys like Nick Coe uh, decided to stay um, for their it does, for, for sure. another season so that they can make a big impact. Uh, I think there, there's a, there's a good sense in Auburn's locker room already that this team can be very special, even though we still have one of the biggest question marks of who our quarterback is going to be for 2019. Uh, I think that despite all that, the, the guys are confident that uh, now with Gus as the play caller, uh, we can make something happen and make our offense, uh, which last year, frankly, at times really sucked and make it <laughs> something that, uh, we saw like in Purdue. Um, not that not we we're gonna play like we did against Purdue every game. Yeah, but... we will. <laughs> the Just optimist. throttle team seventy something to nothing. <laughs> that'd be so fantastic. Go twenty eight points in the first five minutes. Yeah, that'd be so fantastic, and uh, something that I can only dream about because I felt like I was in a dream when I was watching that <laughs> bowl game. Like anytime I just because I it was that one sucked like i felt like that one that day in in general because it was during a work day in the middle of the day i was like dang it how am i gonna watch this thing so of course i was like trying to work but at the same time you're looking at the screen and you're like uh, anytime i looked up i was like wait we got an interception we just got a touchdown off the interception we recovered a fumble we just chunked it on a, a 70 yard pass or something it was crazy um, and that that would that made me feel a lot better about this upcoming season. Not that this it, year, yeah. Save a vacation day for the bowl game. <laughs> I will, I will. <laughs> I, I'm doing that this year, um, but hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed. I don't have to use that because New Year Six. There playoffs. you go. Maybe, maybe. I like it. Um, all right. Uh, before you go, Ben, do you want to give them your social media so they can stay in contact with you? Yeah, you guys can find me anywhere on social media at BENK1NG and on my purely Auburn 24-7 account, Captain Plainsman, where uh, watch watch the Final Four with me on there. It's good times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you can follow me on Twitter as well at A-J-A-Y-J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Hashtag War Eagle. Get the AU on. What up? Final four. Woo! Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?